Hi there, this is How to Choose, the show that helps you make better decisions and improves your judgment. Thanks for joining us. I'm Tess. And I'm Ken. And welcome to our very special Christmas episode. Yes, Merry Christmas to everyone. We know that not everyone listening is necessarily a Christmas celebrator, but the principles we're going to discuss today are relevant for any occasion where you're obliged to buy gifts, of which there are many. Yeah, that's right. Um, Having said that, Tess, I am a big fan of Christmas. I always feel like it's a magical time of year. And as a kid, and if I'm honest, even still today, I always relish that excitement and anticipation of wondering what gifts I might be getting. Were you a bit like that too? Oh, yeah, I'm the same. I've always loved Christmas. Uh, and I was always the one in our home to put up all the decorations and force Christmas spirit down everyone's throat. <laughs> and I've always been particularly excited as a little kid and as as you are, Ken, even now, about giving and receiving presents. Well, you talk there about giving as well as receiving. And one of the things that we learn as we get older is that finding gift ideas and choosing gifts can be a real headache. If your family is anything like mine, there's probably going to be someone who doesn't really know what they want. And that just causes a hassle for everybody who's trying to work out what to get them. And on the other end of the spectrum is the person whose wish list is just full of unaffordable ideas that would leave the family penniless. At this time of year too, I don't know about your inbox, but my inbox is jammed with emails promoting all these fantastic range of Christmas gifts and ideas. And it's hard not to feel a bit pressured and confused and even depleted of joy. And I know that some people just can't wait for the holiday season to be over. So... What do we do with that? Well, today we're going to offer you a few hacks that will help you with the last or perhaps even the start of your Christmas shopping and hopefully help remind you of what really matters this holiday season. We also want to offer you the chance to win an exciting little Christmas prize gift from us, but you'll have to wait to the end of the episode to find out what that is. Well, I like the suspense, Ken. Keep keep it hanging on. Yeah, I know. So look, let's get started with a few principles. Do you want to go first, Tess? Yeah, for sure. Number one is don't fixate on finding the perfect gift. Mm. Like pretty much every other choice you'll make, there is no perfect gift out there. So optimization, which we've talked about in previous episodes, can actually become an obsession for some of us. We pursue hints and leads like we're hunting for Osama bin Laden. And then we work (laughs) ourselves into a lather when we realize that the gift is either unavailable or unaffordable. So it's best just to start by taking that burden off yourself altogether. Your focus is to choose a good gift, not to fight your way through the hordes of Christmas shoppers trying to find that elusive holy grail of presents. Yeah, great advice. And look, an excellent way to reduce stress generally in your life is to aim for good instead of aiming for perfect. All right, so number two, establish some parameters. Now, managing expectations, again, like any area of life, is key. That might include being upfront about how much you're going to spend on presents rather than it being a secret. And we kind of do that with the secret Santa or Kris Kringle arrangements that some people have. You don't want to exchange gifts only to find out that you've spent $10, but the person that you bought a gift for uh, has spent hundreds of dollars on your gift. Some families apply a principle that each person is going to get just one gift and they try to make that gift something really special. Other people go for quantity rather than quality, just the enjoyment of ripping open a whole bunch of presents that might not be very expensive. But some years, there might not even be enough money to buy gifts. 
And in that case, you might want to make a pledge to just give homemade gifts. Now, I know, and this year particularly, it's been a tough year for a lot of people financially. So it's, I, I expect some of us are going to be in that situation. If that's the situation that you find yourself in, don't fret, all right? Homemade gifts can be great. You don't have to be a master craftsman. My sister used to make amazing Christmas cakes for everyone in the family, and they were super delicious and remarkably long-lasting. Um, I suspect that it was because of a very, very large quantity of rum that she had put into the cakes. And if you're listening, Margie, I would love another one of those Christmas cakes this year. Hint, hint. <laughs> <laughs> All good advice, Ken. For a few years, we did themed Christmases. One year was handmade, which was great, but a lot of work. Another year, you could only give books, which was my personal favorite, because you ended up with just a small stack of presents at the end of it. But now what we do is Dirty Santa, which has really taken the pressure off. So one gift at a set price, and then it's thieving each other's presents. So the process is almost more fun than the present. Right. Um, So you give the gifts, and then at the end, you get to steal someone else's if you like theirs better than yours. Basically, yeah. It's all there's no no certainty with what you're taking home. So it's it's a lot of fun. Yeah, and the fun with that is that it's then not just about the gift, is it? It's as you say, it's it's kind of about the process, and it's just about having a good laugh. Yeah, which I really like. Number three, what do they value? Values, uh, as you know from listening to our podcast, is just a key driver for all important decisions. If you don't know what to get for a gift, have a think about what the person values. Do they value peace and quiet? If so, maybe give them a night away somewhere or a voucher for a day spa. Or maybe if you and your partner have kids, how about you give your partner a homemade voucher for a quiet morning while you take the kids out? I think I would really appreciate that from my partner. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if they value family, maybe organize a photographer to take some family pictures mm. or give them an activity that the whole family can do together, like an escape room challenge. Values-based gifts don't need to be expensive and they can really hit the mark. Yeah. And look, a book that I know you and I have both read that we we found really helpful, Tess, is called uh, The Five Love Languages by Gary Chapman. And it's uh, for those who haven't come across it, it's just quite a different take on what makes somebody feel loved. So it could be gifts. It could be time, quality time spent together. Uh, it could be words of affirmation. Think of your gifts, right? Words of affirmation could be a really nice card where you put a personal message in there that expresses what the person means to you. And that could really mean a lot as well. So yeah, I really like that one. Well, here's number four. What about their goals? Because goals are the other key drivers for decisions. If the person has a goal to get healthy, then how about you get them a voucher for a sports store? Or if you can afford it, maybe a series of sessions with a personal trainer. If their aim is to get a book published, then maybe you could get them a course, an online course on how to get published. Everybody has some kind of goal that they're trying to achieve, even if they don't talk about it all the time. So taking the time to reflect on this is a good step towards finding a present that they will value. Mm, This one's a great one, Ken. And there's also a lot of research that giving experiences actually makes people happier than giving things. You know, you could actually, you know, have much longer term effects on your gift um, recipient by, by thinking of an experience that will support one of those goals. Now, number five, it really is the thought that counts. Now, for this section, for those of you listening, Ken and I are going to do a little show and tell of, of thoughtful gifts we've received. So I'm holding up a purple star made oh. out of an old beer box oh, uh, that my beautiful. my 16 month my 16 month old has smeared with her hands and you know look it's it's not the sort of thing that you would 
give to a stranger, but it's going to go on my <laughs> Christmas tree and I'm probably going to look at it every year and remember this time and this particular age and it's going to be really meaningful to me. Yeah, that's super cute. And listen, I have to confess, I've got a plastic tote box that is full of cards and little notes and things that the kids have made. Here's one such example, Exhibit A. And it's just, look, a little colouring in thing, but you know, you look at it and you think, oh, whoever, and I don't even know who gave this to me. <laughs> one of the children gave to me and they spent a lot of time colouring it and then they wrote on it, I love you, Dad. So, you know, mm. little messages like that mean a lot. And so I've kept those for many years. Um, another thing that I've got from the family is some of these little coffee mugs, which have got pictures of the kids and my wife. And that's something that you can take and show off at work. And it's very meaningful, but not necessarily expensive. The thought that counts. Yeah, absolutely. And you can make different crafts uh, and things that don't cost a huge amount of money. I've got another little ornament here. As Tess knows, I like woodworking. Now, this not everyone can make these because not everyone's got a lathe, but it didn't cost much. It was just a scrap piece of wood, but it was the time and effort that went into it. And then you can give it to someone and hopefully they keep it forever and remember you uh, with great affection when they look at their Christmas tree. Number six, gifts aren't everything. I would say, and this is a really important point, it's the last one, enjoy the holiday season and don't obsess with the presents. Because once the frenzy of opening the gifts is finished and you've got wrapping paper all around you and pieces of ribbon, what's left? You know, is there a bit of a feeling of anti-climax or are you looking around and thinking, I'm with the people that I love and care about? Because really, that's the thing that counts, isn't it? It's not the material things, it's the intangibles, it's the relationships. If Christmas has special religious significance for you, then focus on that. It's a great time to remember those, those things. Uh, if you just enjoy the opportunity to catch up with relatives that you only see once a year, take pleasure in that. They're not going to be with us forever, it's sad to say. And of course, we'd all love to have back those loved ones who aren't here anymore. So hug the people you love and enjoy that time together. I echo that sentiment entirely, Ken. Have a laugh together over a glass of eggnog or special Christmas blend punch. Uh, and may this holiday season be full of meaning and joy to all of you. Uh, maybe think about some family rituals you could start. Maybe Christmas craft on Christmas Eve or pancakes for breakfast. Now, before we say goodbye, Ken, what about oh. that prize you promised? Oh, yes, that prize. Well, listen, as a way both to celebrate Christmas but also to thank you wholeheartedly from both of us for your support this year. We're giving away two copies of what has been one of my very favorite books this year, The Scout Mindset by Julia Galef. It's an excellent book, very practical, an easy read or an easy listen if you like to listen to audiobooks. And it's all about how we can become better at pursuing and discovering the truth and how that can really make a massive impact on our lives. So you enjoyed it too, didn't you, Tess? Yeah, it was great. I found it very practical. There were lots of things where you could actually stop and reflect on you know, the, your way you approach things and actually change them. So how do you win? Well, to be in with a chance, you just have to fill out a short survey and answer a few questions about our show. And needless to say, I hope, your input is extremely important to us. Please tell us what you think. What did you like? What things would you like us to do differently? And you can have an impact on how the show looks next season. The link to the survey will be in our show notes. We hope you all have a wonderful holiday season. Stay safe, choose not to stress, and enjoy those things you really value. And stay tuned. We'll be back in February with Season 3. Bye. Bye.